Hello, podcast world. How are you? Thank you for listening. So I wanted to dive in into this interesting topic because uh, the world is full of it. It looks to me that uh, the entire world is becoming more and more aware that there is uh, UFOs. You might want to call that. There is uh, extraterrestrial entities. They're not human. They're not men and women. We can call that for sure. They're not from this world because they don't look like us. Or they seem to break the barriers of our world velocity, weight, you name it. All the laws that rule this world, they seem to break them. But, um, you know, as I dig in more and more in this, I gotta say this, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Some of the, this, this myths of this UFOs come all the way to the Bible, you know, the history of Ezekiel. Uh, Ezekiel 10, it describes the, what Ezekiel was looking at and what uh, God, Lord Almighty, is telling him. And it describes a complete different... Uh, Obviously, it's a new thing for him. So he was describing this thing with his own eyes, four wheels, four faces. He called it a chariot, riding in this battle chariot, he called it. How he described it, I mean, tall, awesome, uh, full of eyes or... The, the description doesn't, uh, the way he described it doesn't make it seem like, oh my God, what, what is it? What is he, what is this thing? It looks like this, like that. And so let me read this real quick. Uh, see Ezekiel, Ezekiel 1. But each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight and their feet were like those of a calf and glimped like burnished bronze. Under the wings, under the four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touching wings of another. Each of one went straight ahead and they did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left the face of an ox, and each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upwards each wing touching that of the creature on either side and each had two other wings covering its body very interesting uh 
how he described this chariot of God. But then we look at an image of what we know now scientifically like a UFO. It's, it's, it's like a plate, you know, two plates together. And they go and break the barriers of our world. But interestingly enough, I have found that in the records, what we have found is, uh, I guess the first one that was sort of recorded uh, officially, I think it was back in 1947. Yeah, let me see, 1947, yes. In New Mexico, Roswell, and uh, they described it as a flying object. Uh, it was a rancher, Mac Brazel, and he came across this mysterious thing. You know, to like this is here 200 yard long wreckage, and. Um, But then they dismissed it. The U.S. Army dismissed it. Oh, it was just a flying balloon or a weather balloon. Or... But they found things. Uh, so, the one thing that we have to understand in this is that these things are, and they're not coming from another world. They're not. And why do I keep on saying they're not? Because let's let's put in perspective how these things appeared and disappeared, but they don't say anything. Also, they're sort of been here for a millennia, and they've never conquered the world. You've never seen an invasion of a such UFOs never seen an invasion of ships or something to that matter or perhaps uh, a, a race that is completely different to us uh, race from another part of the world or anything to that sort we know that they always have the same sort of uh, that same story and if we go back in, in, in history we're gonna look at this called gods well the Mayans have lots of pyramids the Incas Samaria uh, they even found pyramids here in the United States but it's not so much publicized there's weird things in Europe very specific form shape objects uh, or buildings um, well let's not go that far the e Egypt has these pyramids and Asia has pyramids also uh, but they always have India always have these weird things they call them gods because they come from different different worlds so let's put this together okay let's make sense of this number one the whole adaptation of these UFOs that we've been seeing for millennia 
uh, scientifically speaking, they're, they don't come from another world. They come from a di another dimension. Okay. And you may believe me or you may not believe me, but I'm going to give you some data here and you are going to go and do your own due diligence and prove me wrong. But from what I gather, what I pulled together on my own investigation, these things do not come from a different world. And this is the patterns. They always say they come to give you peace or they always come to enlighten you or they always try to say that they are from a galaxy far away or they always uh, the, the stories that you get of course that uh, they're here to help humanity humanity uh, has become more depraved like um, seems like they have helped humanity become more depraved in the way of thinking and not become peaceful if that's what these these so-called UFOs has been coming to and there's always something peculiar only a certain type of people get to see them only certain group of people get to see this so-called UFOs you know what the other interesting thing is is that in all the records that I got to pull together is that um, it's like this UFOs unidentified source sort of come in and out breaking all of the natural laws of our world wouldn't you think I mean they're smarter intelligent and have all this knowledge wouldn't they you think that they would have actually come in and um, and take control of the, of the world by now <laughs> I mean in groups or you would have seen them by now it was like hey we're smarter than you guys boom that's it done wouldn't you think that would happen till this day NASA and scientists have not found a world that has life not till this day not once in the past let's say a hundred years and the, the, the technology has become much better much smaller uh, there seem to be a lot of you know chaos still and uh, there's no signs of living in peace there's in these days there's more chaos like we've never seen it before uh, with all this confusion and, and and think about it okay confusion like never before uh, 
we call bad what is supposed to be good and good what is supposed to be bad so if these things were like they say they are from another world then we would have seen that a long time ago they would have colonized a long time ago but they're not in this world you're gonna listen to a scientist her name is brand blanche and this is something interesting because she is a scientist and she's basically explaining scientifically what these things are and she wants to know also but it brings a very good interpretation to what these things are and it points out that what I've been saying that these things are um, multi-dimensional um, you know it, it's it's exactly what I've been saying so here we go so let's just get beyond the conjecture about whether or not UFOs exist let's just accept that they're real and that they're in our airspace the real thing is now is like well, what, what's the next step what are the next questions to ask are they extraterrestrial? Are they coming from another dimension? Are they, um, what are their intentions? These are the questions and I'm a scientist. I want to know. I want answers. I think we all should ask answers. I think we should demand the data. I think that we should demand that the, the Pentagon spill its beans, totally. I doubt they will because they know anything about these craft there have to be immense technologies involved that they don't want to <laughs> uh, let anyone know but of course the stupidity is that these things have uh, been seen all over the globe for decades so if we've got their technology then the Chinese have the technology and the Russians have the technology and everything but I suspect that uh, given the nature of what these objects are, that their technology is probably indecipherable. I would be surprised if there's any, like, materials technology that could even be, like, gleaned from these things, you know. They probably don't use electricity or anything like that. But there are some things that we can surmise just from what's been given by these videos and what these pilots have said. One is that uh, these uh, craft are small. They're like about the size of a fighter jet, give or take, or like the size of a bus. They're not huge. So in all the Hollywood uh, depictions of the day that we make contact, like you know Independence Day or Arrival or the day the Earth stood still, it's gonna be some dramatic, you know, made for the cameras event with like a city-sized craft hovering over overhead or some, you know, alien coming out of a spacecraft in the middle of, you know, in front of a bunch of cameras. It's not what it is. It's, it's these tiny little, zippy little, you know, sports car type things zipping all around, coming in and out of our airspace every day, moving at incredible speeds, doing incredible maneuvers, and just coming in, making a thing, doing something somewhere that doesn't seem to make any sense, and then just disappearing. The... Pilots say that these things, they, they wink uh, out of, I mean, like, into existence, like, boom, like that, just appears on radar, bang, it's there. When they get up to it, if they get too close, uh, you know, they just, it just disappears, winks out, like it comes, like, winks in and out of space. Um, you might think, well, 
these, uh, you know, infrared images are compelling, but they're just blobs. Well, with these same pilots, they also carry uh, snapshot cameras with them. And uh, they've taken some pretty intriguing, like pretty close color shots <laughs> of these uh, various uh, objects uh, from their canopies. They describe these craft moving at many times the speed of sound and not creating any sonic booms. So um, that gives us some information that uh, these craft are solid. They appear on radar, they come up on infrared. You can see them visually. They actually have a shape and you can see it's actually like a, an object with a <laughs> shape and features on it. Um, and uh, because it's a seemingly solid object that seems to have heat signature, the fact that it's moving at like 1300 miles an hour or something like that <laughs> and not creating a sonic boom means it's not actually pushing through the air like an aircraft would or like a missile. It's, it's just kind of slipping around like it's, it's moving in its own space. Um, and the fact that it winks in and out of like existence gives a, a lot of indication that what we might be seeing is a three-dimensional projection of like a five-dimensional object. When I say projection, not, not like a hologram, not like a, like a slide projected on a wall, uh, something made out of matter, but uh, a projection for our three-dimensional space. So it would wink in and out because it's just it's kind of like a, a, a three-dimensional construct that's kind of poking in to our universe and then just being pulled out. It's like flatland, you know, if you, um, if you're a three-dimensional person and you discover a two-dimensional world that has no height, everyone knows about this, but uh, flatland is the thing where you discover this world, this universe, that's only got two dimensions and you can see it. It's two dimensions from above and uh, you decide you want to explore flatland and so you poke your finger down through flatland you have the force in the z-axis to do this. Put your finger to flatland, right? And you're kind of feeling around in flatland, and you know, and let's say you know you can get your eyeball down in there and look around flatland. Well, the flatlanders just see you come out of empty space, and they see this object that's sort of round and has this hot kind of weird center core and has these like little dots that are kind of like coming in and out of existence in different spots and those are our corpuscles flowing through our veins and stuff because they're only looking at an indefinable cross-section of the, our three-dimensional finger and what they see makes no sense it just comes into existence and then when I pull my finger out it just it's gone and these craft are sort of like that they just kind of poke in and out of existence and the reason they can seem to defile physical laws is they're sort of they're in their own space they're not really moving through the air they're moving around the air or they're moving in a piece of space that they are occupying that is not really like there <laughs> so um they might not even like be there we, what we might be looking at is a when we look at this craft uh we might be just looking at a a hole, you know, that, that the actual craft might be on the other side of a hole in space-time that it's observing us through, and we might be looking through like a, a wormhole. So uh, they might not even like be there. We might see the craft, we might reflect, uh, you know, uh, microwaves off of it and see it in radar, but maybe it's not there 
the way we would think of the deep air. You couldn't like crash into it. You know, um, it's like a projection from higher dimension. So, but these are all things that as scientists we should think about. We should stop arguing about whether they are not. It's been confirmed. The Pentagon says they're real. They're there. They come in and out of our airspace every day. There's nothing we can do about it. We don't know who they are, what they are, what they're doing, any of that stuff. It's quite interesting how this um, is being seen in the world and nobody has an answer to what these things might be. There's always this uh, secret thing behind this. Um, now, the question I would like to bring up is this. Is it really um, from another world? Um, are they really uh, coming here for uh, peacefully? And why, if they're where to be from another world, why has NASA not found? Uh, anything or scientists have not found anything you would think that by this time uh, we have we could have found something something and obviously we have videos we have uh, photos we have witnesses there is um, even shows about these things that till this day people uh, have not be able to go outside into space um, and uh, basically be like the shows like Star Trek or Star Wars or you know, the, some people might say stuff like, well, it's because technology is not that advanced. Well, <laughs> I beg to differ. But let's, let's go back to the topic that these so-called UFOs, these aliens, um, uh, they are alien to us. But my theory is that these are not again from this uh, other worlds they're from a different dimension a different um, part of our world but in a different area of space and dimension what do I mean by that so we know scientifically speaking we are more than these four dimensions that we know of uh, we are like uh, you know three-dimensional we can go and see up down you know all around but the fourth dimension that we know of is is time time has a something to do with why we age why we grow old you 
never see somebody stay young forever. They always decay. We have an expiration. Um, and that is something to do with, uh, scientifically speaking, you know, the mathematics of our world. Everything is so precise, so accurately, so very minutely constructed to a form of us to live the way we live. The theory that many have said has been debunked, which is the bang, Big Bang Theory. And that doesn't make, uh, you know, has not been proven truth. It's been proven false. Now, I wanted to introduce to you guys uh, a Dr. Michael Heiser, who is, uh, who is a biblical scholar, professor, author, and he has his own podcast. Um, and he has something very interesting to say about uh, this uh, so-called UFOs. And let's check it out. The last place you probably ever suspect you'd find a biblical scholar is at a UFO conference. Yes, there are lots and lots of UFO sightings that are legitimate. This is a big deal. This takes us right into the unseen world, the realm of angels, demons, gods, and God himself. In the early 40s leading up to 1947, you had reports of flying saucers. That location is definitely There was a process that was being worked on in Nazi Germany to produce some experimental thing that was using nuclear power. Now, I look at that and say, well, that's not a coincidence. People want to know what the truth is. The paper that was given at the MIT conference about the similarities between alleged alien abduction and satanic ritual abuse stories wasn't contrived. That tells me that there's a pretty clear demonic element to what's going on. If we're really honest, the world is a lot stranger than what we think it is. So, uh, it's something I need to say is my belief that these things are uh, demonic. They are the gods of uh, antiquity uh, transforming themselves as um, whatever they you and I think they are, which are unidentified UFOs, and uh, very interesting to look at what, biblically speaking, uh, now, what the Bible was telling us for a long time is that these uh, UFOs are these... Um, and gods, if you will, are the same ones. They've been roaming in the world for a long time. 
and some people because they're so confused and they will see the light and some of them will continue to uh, believe the lie um, the lie that these things are from a different world well if we put it that way then they belong in a different world of themselves but uh, don't believe at all for obvious reasons that they come here to give you peace and to give you harmony and to to make a better place um, it has been said that these things are the ones that uh, made all the chaos in the world there's also um, a lot of information you can actually dig by googling there's a lot of similarities between an abduction and a kundalini uh, experience um, these so-called gods um, have been confusing people into getting themselves getting themselves to be worshipped like God the creator but there one thing about these things they're not creators there's only one creator there's only one father of all and if we look at it from this point of view Shahweh, the god of uh, the bible is been telling us is this things are nothing else than fallen fallen from the heavens and these things are the gods the sons of god that mingle with the daughters of men a lot of these um, people have the theory that they, they came from the, the, the sons of gods were the sons of Seth but specifically if you read it it says that the sons of God mingle with the daughters of men wouldn't you uh, say I mean let's common sense wouldn't you think that biblically that they would have said the sons of Seth mingle with uh, the daughters of Seth or the daughters of, of who but specifically he said the daughters of man the, and the sons of God and these of that became the Hebrew the giants if you want to call it that a mixture of gods or angelic beings and men so and I will do another uh, podcast talking a little more about that and you'll see uh, more and more these things are 
where I'm telling you they're not from another world. They're 